1: I want us to turn to uh, 1 Kings chapter 17. We began a series, the overarching theme of which is quit jiving, forget surviving, and start thriving. I want us to look at verses 8 through 16 of this passage. In the King James Version, we find these words, and the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. So he arose and went to Zarephath, and when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering of sticks. And he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel." that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thine hand. And she said, As Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake but a handful of meal in a barrel, and a little oil in a cruise, and behold I am gathering two sticks, that I may go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat and die. And Elijah said unto her, Fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make me thereof a little cake first, and bring it unto me, and after make for thee and for thy son. For thus says the Lord God of Israel, The barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruise of oil fail, until the day the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah. And she and he and her house did eat many days. And the barrel of meal wasted not. Neither did the crews of all fail according to the word of the Lord, which he spake by Elijah. May the Lord bless his word. And the subject that I want to lift before you is living with, living without. One of the things that we have to learn how to survive and thrive through is to live with, living without. Uh, The reality of our lives is that you cannot always have everything you want. Because everything you want is not always everything you need. And so one of the things that we have to learn to do is living with, living without. We have to learn how to thrive through hardship, thrive through economic disaster. We have to learn how to thrive through times of famine and times of poverty. God orders the prophet to Zarephath. In this passage before us, the prophet Elijah has been placed in advanced spiritual preparation and training. God has essentially, I mean, Cherith was boot camp. But where he is now takes him a step higher in his preparation. And I need to tell you this, that you cannot understand comprehensively. What happens in First Kings chapter 18 if you don't understand the preparation and the prerequisites for that in First Kings 17? You cannot really understand how this prophet of God could stand down the prophets of Baal and Asherah and call them to a duel which he wins if you don't understand the preparation. That occurs in chapter 17. So we saw him booked at the brook. But we left the text last week, the brook dried up. Watchman Nea, great Bible expositor, says, Because of our proneness to look at the bucket and forget the fountain, God frequently changed his means of supply to keep our minds on the source. God orders the prophet to Zarephath. And the distance from Cherith to Zarephath was some 100 miles, which he would travel by foot. Cherith means to cut, or to shapen or to carve. Zarephath means to refine. So the prophet that was at Cherith now finds himself moving to Zaraphath, which means refiner. So how do you live with living without three things? And I'm through. First of all, exercise God's precepts. Exercise God's precepts. Obey God's commands. In the first movement of the text, as we find this prophet learning to live, with living without, we find him exercising obedience to God's words, to God's precepts. The Lord speaks to Elijah. And Elijah does not argue with God. Even though this move would have precipitated concern. He knew his geography. He knew where God was directing him to go. But the Lord said, get thee out He doesn't debate with God. He does not argue with God. And my brothers and sisters, this is instructive because our minds, our minds are too short. Our minds are too limited to argue with God. God knows. He absolutely positively knows what's best for me. He says, Elijah, I want you to go to Zarephath This is not a temporary assignment. I'm moving you to Zarephath, and I want you to dwell with a widow woman there. When he uses the word dwell in this text, it means to dwell in a state of peace and happiness. Wherever God places us, and we know he has placed us, he's booked the reservation it is a place of peace and happiness. Hell might be breaking out all around you. but if you where God told you to go, you can stand still in the midst of the storm. He commanded the prophet, who exercised God's precept. He put him to work, He used them, but the text also says that He commanded the widow woman, the text and his syntax would imply that before Elijah showed up, before Elijah showed up, God had already commanded the woman to feed him. It's not explicit in the text apart from the fact that God said he had done it. In fact, he uses the construction In the Hebrew verb, that means he did it intensively and the action was completed. What I'm telling you today is that if you want to live with living without, trust that before you show up, before you get, y'all ain't listening to me, before you get to the place God tells you to go, He has already, he's already given you a spiritual line of credit before you show up. He's already, even though they may not know it, he's already placed in somebody's heart a desire to show you favor you thinking, you going up to that interview. Oh, I got to make a good impression. I got to do that. Honey, yes, do all you can do, but trust. But trust that God will go before you to the interview. Just trust. For you show up at the bank. God's already filled out the paperwork. Trust before you go to the doctor, that God has already looked at the charts, talked to the physician, coordinated treatment with the specialist, because every good gift, every perfect gift comes from my Father. Our problem is, is that our appreciation Uh, what God is doing is too horizontal it's me and mine it's us and they you got to look up he'd already placed in this woman the capacity to show favor to his prophet she didn't know it but she had it in eternity past I've already saw this moment and I placed in this woman the capacity to show you favor. She was commanded. If you want to learn to live with living without, the first thing you've got to do is exercise God's Precepts. You got to do what God tells you to do. God will take care of us if we exercise God's precepts. We can live with living without in the second movement of the text when we embrace God's priorities. In this text, the immediate an urgent priority for the woman was supporting the man of God. Elijah shows up. He asks the woman to give him some water. And while she's on her way to get some water, he said, by the way, why don't you bring me a piece of bread? Her response while acknowledging, read it in the text, the existence of the Lord God of Israel. Because she says, as long as the Lord thy God liveth. This pagan woman acknowledged the existence of Yahweh. Her response reflected and underscored the unreasonableness of the prophet's request, considering the dire straits that she and her son was in. She said, now, prophet, let me just bring you up to date. Said, before you got here, you saw me out at the gates of the village of the city, and I was collecting wood. Because what I was doing was I was getting ready to cook my and my boy's last meal. He said, now, I know what you're saying is true but I want you to do something else. He said, I want you to cook a meal for me first and then trust me on this. If you put God's priorities first, when you go back in the house and you reach down in the bin, I promise you that the fly will never run out and the oil Will never dry up. Do I have a witness here? I'm almost through now, but this sounds a lot to me like seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things will be added unto you. It sounds like trust in the Lord, lean not into your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall not he might but he shall he shall he shall direct our path it sounds like honor the lord honor the lord if you're going through a difficult time uh, trying to live with, living without, uh, money's got funny, job is uncertain, things are tightened up, listen to what the Lord says, embrace my priority. honor the Lord with the first fruit uh, of that increase, and he doesn't stop there, when you do what I say, when you step out on my word, So shall, so shall thy bones, thy bones be plenty, and thy presses, thy presses shall burst out with new wine. Some of us, the reason we're having a problem living with, living without, is that we're asking God, to bless what we are part of when we ought to ask God to help us be a part of what he's blessing. Did y'all get that? Some of us are missing our blessing because we are asking God to bless our little stuff when we ought to ask God where can I use my little stuff to be a blessing to you if you embrace god's priorities you can learn to live with living without i don't have time but let me tell you what some of them are embrace the priority of prayer because if you ask it shall be given if you seek you shall find if you knock the door will be open why don't you try worship Quit wearing and start worshiping because my father seek of true worship to worship him and they that worship him shall worship him in spirit and in truth. Why don't you try helping somebody else? God blesses a benevolent spirit. What you've done in secret, I will reward openly if your money is funny, why don't you take a little bit and look down the street and find somebody else that you can be a blessing to? Because what you do, what you do, what you do in secret, God will bless you wide open to have a witness. You want to know what God's priorities are? Bring ye all, bring ye all. The tithe into my storehouse and prove me now herewith. If I will not open the window of heaven and pour, pour, pour you out, won't he do it? Don't cut back on your offering, don't cut back on your tithe. Give it all to the Lord. Embrace God's priorities. Exercise. God's precepts. But I'm almost through. I'm getting ready to quit. But experience God's power. But she went in and cooked a meal for the prophet. And he ate it up. And I can just imagine her thinking, I sure hope he'll leave some leftovers. And she went back in Took that flour bin, the same one that the last time she looked at it, nothing was on the inside. Took that same cruise of oil. That same one when she looked at it last time, only had a little bit left. She pulled out of the flour, and flour came out. She pulled out of the oil and all came out. It's no secret what God can do. It's no secret what God can do. The more she poured out, the more God poured in. And the Bible said that she ate, Elijah ate, her child ate for many days. Not just one day, not just one week, not just one month. But for many days. Is there anybody here? Lot's been good too. They said you couldn't eat but for one day. Couldn't live but one day. Couldn't walk but one day. Couldn't serve but one day. But now you look back. Uh, God's been good to you. Days has turned into weeks. Uh, weeks has turned into months. Uh, months turned into years. Did that heart procedure. Said, we'll give you five more years. But five turned into 10. 10 turned into 15. 15 turned into 20. Why are you surprised that the more you pull out, uh, the more God pours in? God stepped out uh, in the midst of a primeval chaos and said, Let there be light. Uh, and that was like the, he can take nothing and make everything I got up this morning I said thank God for the bread on the table but I thought about it I have to back up because somebody here today don't know what that means when I say thank God for the bread I'm also thanking him for the baker That made the bread. And I'm thanking him for the store that sold the bread. And I'm thanking him for the flour in the bread. And I'm thanking him for the wheat crop from which the flour came for the baker that made the bread. And I'm thanking him for the farmer that grew the wheat that made the flour for the baker that made the bread But most of all, I'm thanking him for the baker. I'm thanking him for the bread. I'm thanking him for the store. I'm thanking him for the flour. I'm thanking him for the farm. But at the end of the day, if there was no God, let be no farm. Are you thanking him? You want to thank him. Thank you for the Thank you. Father Baker. Thank you. Father Farm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the rain. Thank you for the sunshine. Thank you. 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 Yes sir. Yes sir. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you for dying. Thank you for getting up. Thank you. Thank you.
0: You have been listening to Advancing Word with Dr. T.D. Stubblefield. We pray that you have been encouraged with what your ears have heard and your hearts have felt. Explore our website at tdstubblefield.org for more information about us and to obtain resources provided by T.D. Stubblefield Ministries. Until next time, be blessed and remember to stop stressing and start stepping, advancing in faith, hope, and love by reading and applying the Word of God so you can stand on Certain Truth for Uncertain Times.